Welcome to the Listen to Your Gut podcast with international best-selling author Jeannie Patel-Thompson. Because your body is your subconscious. Your body is the densest part of your soul. Hi, this is Jeannie Patel-Thompson. I am here again with Natasha Trenev, the owner and founder of Natron Probiotics. Natasha is an internationally recognized expert on the culturing and production of viable therapeutic-grade probiotics. So you can find out a lot more about her at her website, natron.com. So Natasha, we've been talking about kombucha in, in a few of these calls. Yeah. And people are very interested to hear about that because kombucha has become like a soft drink. But people think, oh, I'm having a healthy beverage instead of a Coke or instead of, you know, an orange juice with 36 grams of sugar. And you have, so we've already talked about kombucha in earlier calls. You guys can check those out if you want to um, learn what we've already said. But Natasha, you've been doing some more research on the culturing and fermentation of kombucha. And I thought, let's kick it off by you sharing with us what you've been learning and discovering. Right. Well, first of all, uh, in a nutshell, uh, kombucha was a drink uh, that was used medicinally in northern China and parts of Asia. And it was adopted into that culture. And what I have found is, is there's no regulation uh, in the United States or Canada about what organisms are found in kombucha uh, that are used to ferment the black tea and the sugar that's put in kombucha. And uh, so there's no standards of checking to whether or not it first uh, gets contaminated, which it can easily do, especially if you're brewing it at home. And second of all, the uh, yeast and the bacteria found in kombucha, uh, if not done correctly, can damage the liver and the kidney and can you know uh, eventually cause death and one of the precautions are that especially if you're immunocompromised uh, the american cancer society says you should not be drinking it uh, not that we follow everything that orthodox medicine prescribes but i think what it is that in the health food industry we have a fiduciary obligation to have some standards it can't be that we picked up anything that has to do with fermentation and think we can do it safely at home with no background in this fermentation process or knowing what possible contamination can happen. And just to bring the home point, the point home about contamination, uh, in Iran, they found that 20 people died, that they were trying to brew a kombucha tea at home, and it was contaminated with anthrax. And they consumed anthrax while they were trying to brew their uh, kombucha tea. That's why it's so dangerous for people to fool around with fermentation when they have no uh, cultural background and no expertise knowing how to avoid contamination and make a safe product. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's one out of how many. I mean, I'm, I know there are hundreds, if not thousands of people fermenting their own foods now and culturing their own kefir and kombucha and all the rest of it. Now, do you feel that... Do you, or do you have any sense whether it's um, more dangerous to culture kombucha and get it contaminated as to do kefir? Uh, I think it's probably more dangerous with kombucha because you're talking about a yeast called 
uh, Saccharomyces cerevisiae, which is used in brewing beer and historically has been safe, but it's in, but kombucha has another bacteria called Zelenius, which apparently is used commercially to produce cellulose. And the combination of these two, you know, the uh, 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 yeast organism produces alcohol and the bacteria converts this alcohol into a uh, acid. And this acid can cause acidosis if it's not controlled, if the fermentation process is not controlled. And in producing this acidosis, it can also produce toxins that can damage the liver and the kidney. I'm giving you a very condensed version, but that's why I'm, I'm you know, appealing to people that they should not be fermenting stuff at home, even kefir, because they don't know enough about contamination not to get the culture contaminated and drink something that they shouldn't be drinking. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we don't, you know, especially millennials, uh, I call them the microwave uh, generation. They don't have a background in making any fermented foods at home. Mm -hmm. And that's why I give strict instructions if you want to make yogurt using our yogurt starter, I have very strict instructions how you should proceed uh, to make sure that doesn't can get contaminated. One of the things in making probiotics is to make sure that whatever we sell you is microbiologically pure. Yes. I don't think people understand how easily cultures can get contaminated. And if you don't know what you're doing, you may be getting something you never asked for. And the problem is you'll go to a doctor or to a naturopath and you'll present with some kind of a problem and they'll have no idea that that problem could have been started by some fermented product you took because you didn't know how to keep it clean and non uncontaminated. So that's why this, you know, uh, thing that sort of starts in the root of the culture and there's nobody really teaching people how to purify cultures, how to make sure they don't get contaminated is a disaster for, you know, anybody seeking to maintain their health. Come on over to listen to your and grab my free ebook. What you need to know about probiotics.